Please pray with me. May the good news come to us, faithful God, not just in words, but in the transforming power of your Holy Spirit. In the name of the Christ, who is with us today and every day, amen. Pastor Ken Evers Hood relates a story, often retold by his mother, about when he was four years old and took his big wheel bike across a busy street, which was strictly forbidden, and rode to his brother's school. When his mom finally found him there, little Kenny laughed and said, <laughs> Bet you thought I was lost, mommy. Well, Mommy did not find his behavior amusing. And uh, when they got home, she hung the big wheel on a hook high in the garage, for he was lucky to get it again while he was still small enough to ride it. In the only gospel story of Jesus as a boy, he turns up missing. As the story goes, each year Mary and Joseph, as devout Jews, would travel with Jesus from their home in Nazareth to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover. It's about 90 miles. There is now a highway from Nazareth to Jerusalem. You can drive it in a couple of hours. In those days, going by foot or maybe on a donkey, the trip would take several days. They would travel in a group with relatives and friends for companionship and safety. On this trip, Jesus was 12 years old. When the celebration was over, Joseph, Joseph and Mary set out with the others to return home. Young Jesus was not with them, but they didn't worry. They figured he must be hanging out with his friends and cousins in the larger group. As the hours went by and they still didn't see him, they began to get a little anxious and started asking around. But young Jesus was not with any of the others in the group. The situation reminds me of that scene in the movie Home Alone, where the mother, well into a, a, a flight across the Atlantic, wakes up and realizes with a start that her youngest, Kevin, is not on the plane with the family as they all assumed. Today, if you can't find your child, you're on the phone right away, or you call 911. If you still can't find them, there can be alerts on social media. We're, we're used to seeing stories in the news about missing kids. But in those days, there were no phones, no internet, and very little law enforcement. And so there was nothing for Mary and Joseph to do but turn around and start walking back to Jerusalem, trying to control their panic. In the meantime, young Jesus did not consider himself to be lost. He had made his way to the temple, the center of Jew Jewish worship. It just felt like the right place to be. He found some teachers, experts in the faith, 
and began asking them questions, listening carefully, learning all he could about the scriptures and the traditions of the faith. The gospel tells us the scholars there were amazed at his insights. When his parents finally found him, his mother asked, why did you do this to us? We've been worried sick about you. She did not say, I'm so sorry. We, we, we should have made sure you were with us before we left. It's hard to take responsibility when you're exasperated. And young Jesus replied, why did you have to come looking for me? Didn't you know I have to be in my father's house? Say what? His parents, we are told, did not understand what he was saying. Well, that's got to be an understatement. They must have been astonished, blown away by the reference to my father's house. He, he had a home. What could he be talking about? Luke has already revealed that Joseph was not Jesus' biological father. But once Jesus was born, Luke refers to Joseph and Mary as his parents. And certainly Joseph was the father who had raised him. They were family. But now the boy makes a reference to my father that clearly does not mean Joseph. What was young Jesus trying to tell his parents? I think we can infer that as he was growing up, and trying to understand, as any young person would, who he was and where his life was headed, he began to be aware of a relationship to God that was special, unique. So much so that when he saw the temple, it seemed natural for him to be there and to think of it as my father's house. So this story is about Jesus growing up but it's also about Mary and Joseph growing up in the way they interact with him. If you have kids, you've probably noticed that as they grow, they challenge you to grow too in the way you relate, relate to them. You don't talk to a 10-year-old the same way you would a 6-year-old or a 3-year-old. These changes may not be easy, but they're necessary to maintain good relationships and support a child's maturity. When young Jesus told his parents that he had to be in his father's house, he was saying that growing into his mission for God was his top priority, more important than pleasing his earthly parents. He was surprised that they didn't get that. Without physically re relocating, he was in effect moving out and into his heavenly father's place. From now on, he will still be present in his home. The gospel says he went home and was obedient to his parents. But his life will be centered no longer on them, but on his heavenly father. 
this was quite a radical step in a culture where family relationships were so important. After they went home, we are told, his mother treasured all these things in her heart. Maybe she thought back on the time, 13 years earlier, when the angel came to her and said she would have a son and he would be called Son of God. Maybe Joseph remembered the dream when the angel encouraged him to take Mary as his wife, even though Jesus would not be his biological son. Or the later dream, when the angel told him to get the family out of town and become refugees because King Herod was trying to kill Jesus. So they had to come to terms with what for Christians is the primary meaning of Christmas. That when Mary's baby was born, that was God moving into the neighborhood, becoming human, coming to, coming to share our life all the way. The church came to understand that Jesus was the unique Son of God, as well as the Son of Man, the fully human one, with the Hebrew name Emmanuel, meaning God with us. Just as young Jesus challenged Mary and Joseph to grow in their relationship to him, so this story also challenges you and me to grow in our relationship to God. You might say we also are called to move into God's place, not as a physical relocation, but as a way of letting go of things that impoverish our lives. To move into God's place starts with recognizing the fundamental reality that God loves us as we are that our basic identity comes not from our connections or our accomplishments or our abilities, but from being God's beloved child. We can focus on God's love and begin to trust God as best we can. Sometimes when I'm feeling down, I will say to myself simply, God is with me, God loves me, and it helps. For many of us, that basic trust in God can only come a little at a time, but it makes sense to practice it as we can. And with that foundation of knowing we are loved by God, we can follow Jesus' example and begin to leave our comfort zone, moving out of places that are safe and familiar but are and are holding us back and moving to a bigger place, to God's place. All of us can name places we are living in that are holding us back, keeping us from growing, hindering our relationships with others and with God. Places where we have been told or convinced that we don't matter, that we are unlovable, or abnormal or unacceptable, places of guilt and regret over the past, places of anger or resentment 
or jealousy, places of fear of the future. Knowing that God loves us and accepts us as we are, that God's presence will never leave us, we can begin to think something like, I don't have to live there anymore. I don't have to obsess over past missteps because I am forgiven. I can relate to others with love and generosity rather than comparison and competition and judgment and resentment because I am loved as I am. I don't have to fear the future because God is with me now. In a few minutes, we will share the communion table, the table of Christ, which is also a place where we can be especially aware of God's love and presence. And again, this kind of spiritual growth only comes in small steps for most of us. But as we begin to trust God in moving, moving from these places that hold us back into God's bigger place, God is with us all the way. In the name of the Christ, Emmanuel, God with us. Amen.